award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Tennessee Wildcast. We're glad you're tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. we got a great show lined up for you today, Don. It's all about fishing again. Yes, welcoming back an old, familiar, not old. Wow, young, Jesus. Whoa. Start off firing shots at the show. Familiar, a familiar face that we hadn't seen in a while. Of course, there's been a lot of hunting going on in the me- in between times, yeah. but, you know, fishing season is, you know, kicking into gear. Kicking here into and, gear. Oh, man. And what was it? July. Mr. Jason yeah. Holland yeah, joined us. We had him on a special show that we did live in front of the ACI audience at the big conference last year. Yeah. Uh, downtown Nashville. Yeah. So he packed up all his stuff, brought it downtown, and we... We just had a good show there, yeah. but uh, it's been too long. So welcome back, Jason Holland. Thank you very much. Always glad to be back and uh, get to hang out with you guys. And, of course, the, the man, uh, the myth, the legend, Todd, on the board. Yeah. <laughs> I love, love bringing Todd in. I, maybe I'm the only one that does that, but he always makes me look good and sound good, so I'm always giving props to him. Look good. Look good. Well, I uh, mean, that's... <laughs> It's a very, very large stretch of the imagination. I look better when Todd's taking care of me. How's yep, that sound? Yep. He, he does a great job, and, and we try to give him a shout-out whenever we can. But, yeah, he's making us look good. Yeah. Sound good. Whole nine yards. Making the show look good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. ACI was fun, though. I mean, we got to do that in front of a live audience, and that mm-hmm. was... Uh, you know, a unique experience. Normally, it's just us here in the studio. Right. So getting in front of them and having their participation uh, added to it. And, uh, man, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think we should try to figure out how to do that again. Live studio audience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. You get it. I don't have the radio voice for that, but I was hoping that you would do that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. That's what you're I needed. Welcome. And if I'm not mistaken, I think you made some good contacts down there, too, with the communications people yeah. from all over the country and, you know, some from the feds and some from the state agencies and that kind of thing. So yeah. that's great. It turned out really well. I mean, it was, uh, of course, my first time doing something like that. Uh-huh. So uh, that was really enjoyable to get out, meet them. Uh, but what was really cool is just open up the exposure from my side of groups that I had no idea that were – all these things happen behind the scenes. And most, you know, just normal people have no idea. It just happens. It just shows up. So to spend time with them, uh, get to communicate with them, get to make some relationships, make some great folks, and uh, it's paid dividends. And yeah. so we're starting to see that grow, uh, some of their relationships uh, with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and a lot of different other ones here locally in the state of Tennessee. Cool. Um, it's been – it was great experience. Now – it was great for me. I'm not sure what I delivered is good for you guys, but for me, walking out of it, it, uh, it was a great experience. So I greatly appreciate that. Uh, I would love to go ahead and throw my name back in that hat. Uh, ACA, uh, ACI rolls back around. You know, I, I'm well. You'll available. have to go to Lake Tahoe this this now, coming year. So I can't do that. I can't. I can't go. Really? And, well, no, I can't go and enjoy. T- I have a sarcasm. I was horrible. <laughs> you can't God, go. I was horrible. Can you edit that out? Really? My sarcasm did not come through. <laughs> no, I was being sarcastic. Now I'd love to go to Tahoe. Okay, yeah, we'll get you about? the information. Yeah, and I'll hook yeah. you up with uh, with the folks out there. To- yeah, Jason thought I had a restraining order from Tahoe or something. <laughs> <laughs> can't leave the state. Can't uh, leave the state. West of the Mississippi, <laughs> no go. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it was it was a great time. So I'm, I'm happy to be back. This is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, we wind up talking about, of course, fishing, and, and we just kind of go a whole lot of different directions. So yeah. hopefully people watching, listening, uh, enjoy it as much as I do. But uh, we've got some cool stuff to talk about today. So yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm excited. Let's do one real quick thing before we get there. The radio shout-out, Don. you got some yeah, uh, radio stations. Yeah. Yep. W-U-C-T, Power 94.1, News Talk. 
Cookville. Cookville, Cookville. As, as the locals say there. And uh, anyway, we really appreciate uh, them being one of our radio partners, one of 23 or 24 now. Yeah. And uh, so we we really appreciate them and the and all the other outlets that, that carry Wildcast. Definitely, definitely. Uh, real quick, the fishing guide is out. The fishing regulations for this year, it's smaller, which is great. Fits in the tackle Fits box. Fits in the tackle box. Jason just saw it, and he was like, man, I like that. So I'm glad it's uh, Holland approved. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just here to serve. And uh, the hard card option there on the front. Don't forget that. You can upgrade to the hard card. Keep it in your wallet. There's also a turkey hard card. Oh, nice. I think yeah. that's the one I got in the mail. So uh-huh. you have a choice, or you can uh, let them pick it for you. And then uh, the e-store, hats like I'm wearing now, and then all the other swag we've got there. Check it out. Shop.gooutdoorstennessee.com. All right, there's your public service announcements, Jason. Oh, that was very nice. I mean, I, I'm not sure I can follow that. Getting better and better at this. Well, night. I mean, you're almost like you know what you're doing. Well, I mean, you're borderline knowing what you're doing. <laughs> now, the uh, I'm excited about what we continue to do and see the progress we make as a state. Uh, it's what I do love about Tennessee is that we're consistently uh, improving. We're consistently adding something new. Right. We're not just sitting back and saying, hey, it's been working for 20 years. Let's keep it the same. Um, and it's easy to do, especially for uh, you know being around as long as this agency has been around. It's very easy uh, human nature just to say, hey, it's working. There's no point. And let's just... But you always see uh, the TWRA is always consistently tinkering and making improvements, which is great, again, because it directly benefits me and individuals like me here in the state from uh, hunting and fishing uh, and just outdoors in general. So mm. that's cool. I mean, I love the fact that we decided, hey, let's let's change it up. We've done the same thing for many years. Let's change uh-huh. it up. It's a look and the feel. Um, I love the app. I mean, there's just so many things that we, it sounds like I'm giving a public well, You guys are welcome. <laughs> By the way, they have not paid me yet, so we'll see when it airs if they actually pay me at to redact everything I say. But no, in, in all seriousness, it is fun to watch what we do because, again, I say it every time we get on here, we are very, very blessed to be in the state that we are. We are. From mm-hmm. all the resources that we have available, but more importantly, the agency that we have that continues to – the guys – I mean, I had a conversation for coming in here uh, with an individual that's talking about, hey, let's go fishing. These are These are hunters. These are fishermen. These are people that are out there doing what we love to do as you know people in the state. But they, I mean, they're, they're doing it for obviously if it's their job and they're passionate about it. But it's for them because they go out and enjoy it as well. Which is not, uh, I travel the entire country and it is not that way in a lot of states. Mm. There's a lot of states that are trying to pull back. There are a lot of states that are trying to make it more difficult to go hunting and fishing. Where we're very blessed because we are as a state trying to get more right out there not trying right. to pull things back. We're trying to get more people out there uh-huh. and get individuals engaged. Yeah, make but, it easy. Yeah, and that's. Um, it's refreshing. It's one of those things that you don't understand or appreciate until you go somewhere else and uh, and get to experience where it's something different. Uh, it makes you really appreciate coming home. Yeah. And I've been I've been on the road for uh, for a lot of years, and of course, um, by doing that, you see all different types. Mm. And uh, it's always great to come home. All right, no place I'd rather be. Yeah, I feel like that should be a saying. <laughs> Wait a second, no place. Is that a I'd song? Maybe. Be? Maybe I don't right. know. Get your pen out. Doc, go ahead and make that note. Let's run that up the chain, see if anybody else likes it. <laughs> Speaking of all this stuff, and just kind of brings me to the fact we've been kind of highlighting some Tennessee companies and, and companies uh, making things in America. And you've been with Cashin now for a little while, and I yeah. wanted to just give a shout out to Cashin and and talk a little bit about what's going on there. And and yeah. hey, it's, uh, it's you great. know, earlier I felt like I think felt like uh, Jason was going on the road with a musical tour because he said he, he was talking about a new release. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, and and I I kind of thought, hey, I can relate to that in the music side. You yeah. Know? Well, we uh, 
So we'll step back real fast. Of course, Cashin is one of the only ones left uh, here domestically that are making um, their own blanks, making their own carbon fiber grips, assembling everything in North Carolina. It is, uh, it's refreshing. Uh, and I get it, right? There, there's the business and you go where you need to go. And coming from the fish, fishing side and heavily on the tackle side, most of that is import products. And uh-huh. so, and I'm not bashing any of that by any stretch of the imagination. It's, it's, it works. And uh, everyone gets to use a lot of great products. And from a caching standpoint, it took a little bit different approach of that, hey, we don't want to be just another fishing rod that comes over on a container. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, we don't want to be just a, a company that you go in and pick the parts and someone makes it. And then you basically, you're just a marketing company that's just marketing a fishing rod. Um, Cashin is a true hardcore manufacturer, domestic United States manufacturing company. It's basically a material sciences company that just happens to make fishing rods. So it's been a lot of fun in the fact that we're able to innovate, we're able to uh, bring things to the market. Um, but even more importantly, we're able to react to the market a lot faster because, again, I don't have to place an order now and wait for something to show up in six months. Exactly. Right. Um, it gives us the ability to see what's going on in the market and make changes. But more importantly is it is employing American citizens, which uh-huh. is something very near and dear and passionate to us uh, and uh, to us. But the owner, Matthew Cashin, um, you know, who has his PhD, uh, he is a legit scientist. And so as he started going through that process and making fishing rods, he was very early on. He decided, hey, I want to do it all here uh-huh. uh, and I want to employ people here and I want to pour into people here. Um and it's been a fantastic ride. It's been 13 years now of the company and continues to grow. Yeah. Uh, it grew. It started in North Carolina as just a small fishing rod manufacturing company, just really focused on that uh, that Carolina area. And mm-hmm. from there, it's just grown. Um, actually went uh, this year, back in January, our first international distributor. So we're now uh, in Spain and starting to grow uh, in that part of the country, in Eastern Europe, and so it's I got great. a feeling you had a little something to do with that. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> it's my pretty face. I got—I'm not gonna lie, guys. It's none of my ability. It's all my looks. This yeah. is what I live and die on. Something happens in my face, we're all in trouble. Yeah, well, uh, but it's—it's it's been cool to see that there is a as much as especially in the fishing world. So we're always looking for uh, Japanese, uh, and, and we're gonna actually do a show later on uh, uh, this year talking about some of the uh, Japanese techniques that infiltrate into the U.S. and just become a staple. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, drop shotting was really, which is now just a normal technique in fishing. I mean, if you're not doing it, you're not catching fish. Uh, it started in Japan. So there's a lot of that uh, that has migrated to the States. Uh-huh. Well, as much as we want that cool stuff, because it is cool, there's a whole need on the other side of the pond where they want U.S. quality manufactured products. And so we're starting to see that group, uh, you know, really reach out, and for the U.S. Uh, made products, are starting to have opportunities, um, and so that's been really cool. We actually won uh, an award. I was runner up, so we got second. I know second that's place right. is first loser. I get it, <laughs> but uh, you got to start somewhere. But we came in runner up for uh, best new rod, and it's called FTEX, which is basically the uh, Europe's version of iCast. iCast uh, here in the States is where all the manufacturers come and show mm-hmm. all the new products, mm-hmm. and you, you grade them. Well, uh, in Europe, it's called FTEX. It's the European Fishing Tackle. They edit that out. I don't remember the exact <laughs> name, but FTEX. Google that, everybody. You'll figure out what it is. But basically, it's their version of ICAST. And so we actually came runner-up on the rod side, which is, uh, you know, we're pretty doggone proud of it. Yeah, we're being nice. a small... Nice. You know, manufacturer and growing from there, it's been uh, it's been really cool to see. So, um, 
and now we'll continue to grow through that and uh, continue to get uh, overall distribution across the country. And man, we're just we're blessed. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really are. We're uh, we work hard. Uh, we hire the right people, pour into people. But uh, well, I know you were impressed with the company way before you got approached to exactly. go to work for them because yeah. you you would bring cash and rods in here. Hey, I don't have a, a stake in this except for I love the product. Yeah, and that that speaks volumes. Well, it's uh, I believe the good Lord has all our past lined out, and uh, I was just very blessed through just. Uh, you know, relationships yeah. and uh, believing in it. And then now you look at where we're at now from where we started to where we are. And what's even more exciting is where we're going. Uh, uh-huh. This journey and uh, just allowing God to lead where we go is is so much better when he's uh, when he's taking the lead. And I could have never dreamed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had no idea that I actually get to turn my passion into a career, yeah. which is something that a lot of us, millions of people dream about, but there's a very few people that get that opportunity. So, um I'm extremely blessed and glad to be with Cashin and the overall trajectory that's going with it. Um, and I know it's just kind of a big commercial, but it's hopefully the <laughs> the the truth comes out in what I'm saying, and it's not just a, a commercial or a plug for the company. I truly believe in what we do. Yeah. Um, and it's great to see people once once they get the product. Because here's the thing: it's got to be price competitive. All right, you can't have a U.S. product that's just ten times the the price. Right. Because it just it alienates so many people. But you, you got to be price competitive. But more importantly, is you got to have the quality. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are they understand it costs more to make it here, and they're willing and and happy to pay a little bit higher price because it is made here because there's a story behind it and it supports, uh, you know, it supports here. But the quality's got to be there, and so we're able to have a a great uh, price point, but also be able to have quality that is uh, at the very very top of it, and we feel like it's above but you know again it's a very high level of quality and durability when it comes to because a fishing rod's a tool uh-huh. right we've talked about this before mm-hmm. it's it's a hammer it's a nail it's a drill it's it's a tool to go fishing with uh, and it has the durability that someone's going to spend that kind of money and the fact that we stand behind it which is something that again separates us in the business is that we have a no questions ask uh, rod replacement program i don't care how you break it oh, wow. uh, and so having all those pieces and doing it here allows us to give a level of service quality and durability in a product that you just it, it's it's hard to match so yeah I get I get a little excited about it because uh, <laughs> it, it it there's something behind because it means something yeah uh, to us it means something to our folks there in North Carolina who are literally you know hands on these are handmade products they're mm-hmm. not a, you don't push a button and they fall out of a machine right every yeah. single piece is handmade and there's a level of quality but there's also a level of uh, pride that comes in with it and that's and that's the American dream. Uh-huh. So, well, there's no argument there, but like you said, God's in control and, and pushing that business along. But I can't uh, help but say maybe those orange, new orange handle grips, Tennessee Vols handle grips well, are, are, are helping the sales. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't hurt anything. Let me tell you that. So, uh, of course, you know, we just got back from the Bassmaster Classic and we did um, a orange and black handled uh, just kind of a special run for the classic, uh-huh. and we did. Uh, we actually did some some Tennessee orange shirts and some different things. Oh yeah. Um, again, I I had a little bit of hopefully I was I was able to bang <laughs> that drum a little bit being from hey, here we're in Knoxville. You got it. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's crazy not to have it. And so uh, it's really cool and uh, excited about it. And I feel like that the only reason we're going to grow is because of the Tennessee orange <laughs> handle rods. Uh, just that's it. 
had we not done hey, that, it's, it's over. God's country ended up that way, right? And it's God's color, I'm pretty sure, too. I, well, I, I feel like uh, you know, Chick-fil-A is God's chicken, Jesus' chicken. I feel like Tennessee Orange is Jesus' color. Yeah. I could be wrong. I'm not asking him, nor has he told me. Yeah. But if I'm making up this story, that's the one I'm going to go there with. There you go. Stick it to it. All right. Well, let's get into this rod that you hey, brought with let's you. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. So the, the big... The big bait rod, John Cruz, right? You got it, yes. How long is that thing? So this thing is 7 foot 10 inches long. Wow. And uh, we just released it here a few weeks ago. And so uh, we've got several different lines, but the John Cruz line is, it's in our Icon series, right? So our Icon series is, uh, it's our bread and butter, it's our workhorse, it's our top of the line. And so what we do with the John Cruz version is we still use the same blank uh, as our Icon series, but we make some creature comforts that John likes. So. Uh, this rod in particular is kind of a catch-all. And so beforehand, if you wanted to throw uh, big swim baits or you wanted to throw big uh, umbrella rigs, the flipping rod was the fallback, right? That's what everybody had, and you just used it. It worked, but it didn't work very well. Uh, a lot of different reasons. We don't have time to go into reasons why it didn't work as well. But there's some specific th- things you need for that type of bait. And so... John came out, and it's a, it's a brand-new proprietary blank that we made. Uh, the action, the power, uh, it took a long time to get there, literally years to try to come up with it. A lot and of science behind it. Man, there's a massive amount of science behind just an old fishing rod. But got it dialed in and rolled it out here a few weeks ago, and it has been, uh, it's been a fantastic um, series, a rod in the series. But more importantly, is it's fitting a lot of gaps that people have. And, and so if you're going to go out and spend the kind of money on a, a specific, unique rod, you want to be able to have a little bit as options as you can, mm. right? You want it defined yet a little bit broader. So the big bait rod literally is exactly that. So if you're throwing a big bait, it's what it's designed for. So uh, umbrella rigs, um, big swim baits, okay. um, big uh, like uh, spinner baits that are designed for ledge fishing. Like so here. Uh, in Tennessee on Kentucky Lake, fishing those one uh, one ounce to one and quarter ounce spinner baits uh, on the ledges. It has a great so seven ten uh, in length, but it's got a medium heavy power, which okay. means it's got plenty of backbone, but it's not a broomstick. But also has a moderate fast action. All that means is fast action is just basically at the very tip, and then everything else is backbone. A mod fast means you still have a good tip, but the parabolic bend, right, the loading of the rod goes deeper into the blank. So what that does is gives you great casting distance, great casting accuracy, but more importantly is it loads up as you catch those fish. So uh, if you're throwing a big swim bait, like, for instance, the Magdraft, mm-hmm. all right, this is a mega bass Magdraft. Uh, it's one of the most popular single swim baits, but uh, a lot of times you'll either rig that with a single hook or a lot of times you'll rig that with a treble hook kind of as a trailer, kind of as a stinger hook. Well, okay. when you have that, you want that rod to load up. So if you're throwing a big crankbait, for instance, so say in a deep diving crankbait, you want that rod, as you get a bite, as you pull into them, you want it to load up so it helps drive that hook home. If you have a fast tip, what happens is you wind up ripping because it's all backbone, right? And that works great. So say you're fishing, yeah, yeah, um, say you're flipping, right? You're, you're flipping bushes or something like that. And when you swing on them, you want to drive the hook home and you want to get their head turned and you want to get them out. Right? You want them coming your way real fast so they don't get tangled up. Uh-huh. That's where a fast action, because it's mostly backbone in the rod, but it has a fast tip. This is a little bit different in that you want that whole rod to load all the way through there and then have the backbone to manage that fish, to direct that fish, and get it going. And so when you have a rod such as this, which is a 
quote unquote big bait rod, it's going to fit that entire gap. What you're trying to do, again, big swim, single swim baits, umbrella rigs, uh, jigs, big spinner baits, um, anything along those gamut that you're going to be fishing a bigger bait. Uh, it actually goes up to three ounces, okay. so from a half, it'll handle from a half ounce all the way up to a three ounce, and so anything in between. Uh, is going to be a really good fit for that. So I'm going to throw um, – I, I love to throw the mag draft. Uh, I also throw a little bit smaller. Uh, this is the Spark Shad um, by Mega Bass. And then also – Your favorite. My one, favorite. One of your favorites. One of my favorites yeah. is the, uh, the Shockwave. I think it's the four-and-a-half-inch – yeah, I'm sorry, 4.25-inch Shockwave. And I'll throw it here on uh, – VMC, uh, it's a hybrid swim jig. So basically, it's just your your typical smaller swim bait with um, a jig head. Throw it out and just slow reel it. It's great when the fish are not as active or they're keyed on certain specific size uh-huh. bait fish. A single swim bait's great. Uh, of course, this time of year, uh, well, winter all the way up through, uh, I love to throw the umbrella rig, mm-hmm. aka Alabama rig, a lot of different names for it, but it's the umbrella rig. Uh, is that ultimately how it originally started? But uh, Tennessee, it's uh, you know it's a three wire. Three. That's uh, what we do. Uh, it's actually in our uh, brand new yeah. uh, catalog. Oh yeah. Bingo. There you go. How you like that? While you're talking, I'll find the page. Yeah. Here, seamless but. plug there. But um, <laughs> I, I love to throw that page nine this time of year. Uh, and again, they're they're keying up and they're getting ready to go into that spawn. And so uh, the uh, the umbrella rig is a great way to throw it. Uh, a great bait to throw uh, and throw it on this rod is specifically mm-hmm. uh, really designed for that. Um, well, it's coming into we're coming into April. Things are warming up a little bit, and uh, well, some days they're warmed up. It's been cold here a little bit too, so it's it's uh, it's maybe is it tough fishing right now with the weather changing, or is it pretty? No, it's tougher on the individual. Okay, uh, I mean because you you go from well everybody's sick for one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, good right. Lord have mercy, you go from eighty five <laughs> to four degrees in you know forty eight hours. Uh, but it's it's just tougher. The uh, the water levels continue to fluctuate. Uh, of course, you got a lot of rain coming in, and so fish hate cold, muddy water, and it's the hardest type mm-hmm. of water to fish. And so uh, you have a lot of that going on in the spring. <clears throat> and then the other thing, like it's just it's just it's tough. I mean, when you wake up and you go fishing, and it's you know 19 degrees outside, everything is just frozen. It's cold. Yeah, uh, everything is just tougher on the actual angler. Uh, the fish. I mean. This is what they're. I mean, this is just what they do, right? I mean, they, they live in it every single day. Yeah. So, um, does it have effect? Yeah, absolutely. Does it just unless there's a crazy swing? Um, ah, not as much. It's just it's just tougher. Yeah. Um, when everything's cold and frozen and and you got layers on and just mm-hmm. it's you got to want to go. Yeah. I mean, you just it's but it's like everything else. It's deer hunting or turkey hunting. I mean, you you got to have a passion for it because there's a lot of times that just laying in a nice, comfortable, warm bed at 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning when it's 12 degrees outside and going to rain all day when it warms up, ah, it's not a lot of fun. But conversely, I will say the best days I've ever had fishing are the worst weather. Weather-wise, um, yeah. Especially in Tennessee, if you can go out and we got a massive snowstorm, Dude, I'm telling you, it stinks mm. getting out there and it's cold and it's miserable. You will have the best day on the oh, water. Wow. When it's when it's snowing, uh, it's uh, a lot to do with barometric pressure and different things. But we won't go into that. But if you want a good day to go fishing and you want to catch a bunch, you're not going to feel that great unless you you know you get good gear. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, yeah. when it's snowing, you absolutely will wreck them when it's uh-huh. snowing. Feel free to send me a message when you guys do that and uh, let me know <laughs> if I'm telling you wrong. But uh, at Jason Holland Fishing, yes, <laughs> yeah, go to Jason Holland Fishing and all the different social platforms and tell me that 
I would love to hear about how good of a day you have because it's uh, it takes a special individual to get out there when it's that way. But man, you can wreck them. It's well, a lot of fun. The the baits that you brought today are, are all shad colors, silvers, kind of dark grays or whatever. Is that the bait this time of year you want to throw yeah, that color? Uh, it is for me. Yeah. And again, anytime you stay natural, you can't go wrong. Um, and quite honestly, it, the colors, fish are always, my rule of thumb is always go with the action. The action will get you bit. The color will get you that one extra bite, maybe two extra bites. little attention. Yeah, color is not as, it's very important, but it's not as, like, so I could have the right color, but the wrong action, I will not get bit. Conversely, I can have the right action and the wrong color and still get bit. Mm. So always work on action of the bait. Make sure your bait's doing what it's supposed to. Make sure you're throwing the right type of bait that time of year. Um, you get that dialed in. Then you start tweaking with colors. And quite honestly, I, I, I geek out on it, and I want every color. You're a red hook kind of guy. Yeah, I am. It's just, it's, <laughs> I, we all have the things that give us confidence. At the end of the day, you could do a black, a black and blue, a green pumpkin, and some form of white in everything that you throw. You'd be perfect. Mm. I mean, you can go out and catch fish day in, day out. I, on the other hand, am not going to do that. Because if they make a purple, a green pumpkin with a purple flake and a green pumpkin with a green flake and a green pumpkin with an orange flake, <laughs> I can justify to myself why I need every single one of them. The orange flake, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, but here's what happens, especially as you get into it, um, you can get way overwhelmed. You can walk into uh, you know, your local tackle shop or a big retailer, where, anywhere you go shop at, and you can look at a massive amount of wall of baits. You're like, man, I don't even know where to start. And I get that. Um, it's easier for me when I'm doing it for many, many years. Uh -huh. Just be, you just it's kind of, you know what you know. Yeah. Kind of like if you're a car guy, if you hear a sound of a car, you're like, ah, I know what that is. Mm -hmm. Me, if I hear that, I'm like, I'm calling my mechanic buddy. Be like, all right, this thing's making a noise. I have no idea. I'm not a car guy. Right, right. So it's it can be overwhelming when you walk into those scenarios. But at the end of the day, keep it simple. Make it very manageable. You don't need 20 packs of whatever you're buying. You don't need every color that they make. Get a darker color. Get a lighter color, and get somewhere in the middle. You do that, you're going to be just fine. I think like what you said, the action. Start there. Find what the action you need and then choose your color, right? That's exactly right. You get the action right, the colors the colors will come. You can figure that out, and then all you're doing at that point, you're just trying to make tweaks to get one extra bite, two extra bites. Mm -hmm. But you got to get the bite first. So get the action right. Uh, make sure you get, get as good of equipment that you can afford. All right, I am not saying go out and you know, rack up credit card debt and do something crazy. Don't right. do that. That's stupid. Uh, you don't want to hurt yourself financially to go do something you're passionate about. But go out, get the best that you can afford. Get the right line. Ultimately, go out and get the action that works best for you for where you're fishing. And then from there, go out and just enjoy it. Mm. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't get spun out. I got all these different actions and techniques and rigs. Man, get a, get a plastic worm and a hook and decent equipment, and just go catch something. Yeah. After that, let everything else enjoy it. It's supposed to be fun. Uh -huh. Don't get spun out. I'm preaching to the choir. This is more <laughs> to me than it is for you guys. But um, it's a lot of fun. Enjoy it. So thanks to you guys, obviously, for having me in. Yeah, thank uh, you. For making me look good. Uh, <laughs> don't forget three main things. That's your faith. That's your family. And then fishing. You keep those in the priority it's supposed to be. Everything else goes well. So look forward to seeing you guys again, doing this again. Hopefully, everyone listening, watching, got uh, at least something out of my rambling. Yes, definitely. I think so. I, I enjoyed today's show. Uh, like you said, just get out there and enjoy fishing. Get enjoy out. It. This is the right time of year to get out there and, and, yep. and get started. It's starting Take to warm up. Take somebody with you. 
Yeah. yeah. Take somebody you love. Fishing. Yeah. Right. Get them get them addicted. Let yeah. them start wasting all their money for the rest of their life. <laughs> That's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> Take it with them. Uh, I don't think fishing's a waste of money. Nah, it's no. well it's, it's hard me- to argue it, that. It one. is memories that will last you. My greatest memories I ever have yep. are fishing with my grandfather. So yep. awesome. you can't ever take a, you can't take place of that. That's right. Amen. All right. Well, this is Tennessee Wildcast. Uh, thank you, Jason, for coming in. Don, thank you. You bet. Uh Come back and watch the the next one. If you're listening on the radio, thanks for tuning in. And always follow us out there on the podcasting platform. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.